0: Hello and welcome to Contra Mundum. I am your host, Pastor Andrew Isker, and please welcome my co-host, CJ Engel. Hello, CJ. How are you? <laughs> how was your the, week? The
1: funny thing is, like, I, I don't know how you're going to ask the question. I no, don't know no. what I'm going to say. So I'm just like, uh, this is the yes. the opening. OK, the opening is our worst uh, my my worst you know feature like this is yeah, I speak for yourself openings. i like i like how you, i do it <laughs> i think you do a good job yes i need to Th- practice thank you
0: thank you well uh, speaking of <clears throat> speaking of the opening how how was your week what did you what'd you do this week? you must have had a really busy week because you were going to ship me some greco gum and i never got any so what's what's right. going on there? i think
1: i think this is your this is for you but i'm gonna okay. eat it here's the thing uh, Here, let me tell you the thing I'm anti, I I can't go to the post office. I like, I'm terrible. Like the thought of it overwhelms me. Like I got to figure out like the packaging and the tape and the postage. <laughs> and I got to talk to the lady at the kiosk or whatever. Like I just can't do it. I'm not, no, I'm not set up for that. Like I'll buy things on Amazon and it needs to be returned, but I'm like, look, I'm out the money. Good luck. I yeah. tell my wife I'm out. I'm out the, I can't go to the UPS store. I'm sorry.
0: Can't, can't do it. Yeah, I, 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 the same thing happens to me. Um, my wife is going to listen to this, and she will the entire time be saying, "Yep, this is that's just like Andrew." Uh, I, you know, we've had for a month, we've had this like insurance claim on a Nintendo Switch for my son. Uh, the screen got cracked or or something. So thing got broken, and I'm like, "Great, we have the insurance on it. We paid a little extra when we bought it because we have kids that damage things, and that's just what happens." And for a month, it's been sitting there, and all I have to do is put it in a package, tape it up, and go to the UPS store. But the problem is I love having a routine. I like my routine. I like doing the same thing every single day of the week at the same time. um and going like spending half an hour at the uPS store or at the post office or whatever that messes up my whole day. Mm-hmm. ruins my day. I, I I can't get that half an hour back. And uh, it's it's just awful. So I know I understand. I totally yeah. understand. Oh, I, I know. I did got, get to. I did get to like have it. some Greco gum last week though. Uh, so I'll just say you, that you actually you actually know. bought some. No, I didn't. I, I'm still a freeloader. But uh, I, I <laughs> <Your laughs> some secret. of the some of the guys down in uh in Texas had it, and I tried oh. it, and it was it was amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it tore up my cheeks a little bit the first time. You you know, bite that's part your cheeks, of the... right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I do yeah. that
1: too. I don't know what it
0: is. Yeah. I think but, it's it's a harder chew. It's a masculine I, shoe. It's a, yeah, a I mean, job builder. Yeah, look at this. I mean, I think I think it had an effect. So, is, um, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm glad you had a busy week. Uh, I had a busy week too. And and including part of your week is um a random crazy person who is, you know, probably we'll talk about this more, but probably a paid NGO, you know, CIA deep state operative online uh attacked our show. Yeah, to like you know, he had like 10 followers online, but like he attacked our show or she um, and especially what, how did he attack our show? Because CJ, um, CJ referenced uh, the German uh, political theorist and, and uh, uh, legal thinker, Carl Schmidt. Um, and so can you confirm, CJ, that the C in CJ stands for Carl Schmidt? Is that correct? It does stand for Carl Schmidt.
1: Absolutely. Okay. It actually That's really right does that. stand for Carl um, unfortunately, <laughs> my parents only went halfway on it. That's, that's too bad. But my last name is Ingle. So there's like Friedrich Ingels. So yeah, I'm, I have all yeah. kinds of German controversy in my name.
0: I know. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> that's awful. So, um, what was this, you know, controversy about? then this person actually like made a video and tried to, you know, play this stupid association game where it's like, well, Carl Schmidt was around in the... Middle of the twentieth century, in Germany. So, well, he, you know what that means? He had copied he, and pasted.
1: He probably had never heard Carl Schmidt, so he copied and pasted his name into Google, found the Wikipedia article, and just like copied and pasted, you know. And he's like, "Boom!" Yeah. And I'm like, dude, "Yeah, you literally just had Googled the. Back. It even had
0: like the phonetic, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the pronunciation of Schmidt. Like we don't know how to <laughs> pronounce Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, what is? I mean, yeah, good job of the Wikipedia search. It was probably Joe Carter's a non account, um, if you know who that is. Uh, so, uh, I will, let, let's, here, here's what we should do right here. You can see, he actually made, this guy, you know, skilled graphic designer, made a cool graphic for CJ. Yes, I'm very uh, I'm thankful sorry. for his hard work. This is, this is CJ's quote from last week's episode. They really didn't take the lessons of, well, someone like Carl Schmidt, you know, who is someone that I look to, ellipses, to look beyond the horizons of the liberal framing of things. CJ Engel. Uh, beautiful. that's beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful quote. Uh-huh. Beautiful quote. Um, I printed it out and it's on my
1: wall and my wife thinks it's creepy.
0: Yeah. Do you have like the you know how people would like print out athletes, you know, like the fat head? You could yeah, get yeah, a fat yeah. head of like Michael Jordan or LeBron James or something. Uh do you have a fat head of this quote, of this graphic? Of course. Oh, of course. excellent. Why
1: wouldn't I? It's above it's yeah. above the it's above the bed. Yeah, that's it's beautiful. fantastic. Keep so it there.
0: I mean Obviously, um, you know Karl uh, Schmitt is should not actually should it be controversial? I mean, I, I replied to this guy too and said like, look, I mean you, your Wikipedia search probably didn't cover this, but uh, Schmitt's criticism of liberalism is because he wanted to avoid the Third Reich. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted he wanted the Weimar government to get stronger so that a reaction to the weakness mm-hmm. of of liberalism, which was allowing communist revolution, um, w- was going to provoke a very hard right reaction. And uh he was, Or a hard he left. Was... He recognized yeah, either way. that yeah, a, yeah, a liberal
1: government that can't that doesn't have the means to protect itself or defend its own takeover is susceptible to being um, subverted and occupied by a more radical ideology, which when the more radical party comes in, they don't have the same liberal commitments as you do. And so then therefore they are the ones that can, you know, eliminate the ability for other parties to compete. That's the problem yep. with liberalism; is it allows it doesn't have the tools to prevent its own takeover, um, and so he was yep. saying. And this is exactly what happened in so many other liberal countries. And then it happened uh, with Hitler. You know, Hitler took office, and he was Hitler's not a liberal. You know, so Hitler prevented any deviation, and anybody who opposed, you know, Hitler uh, was on the outs. And this is exactly what Karl Schmidt warned about, and he said that was the fatal flaw of a liberal state.
0: Yeah, it's going to produce. It's a, a totalitarian uh, result, one way or the other, yeah, mm-hmm. and and so like so that's the that's the hilarious thing about this this guy is um he yeah, you know, Schmidt was actually vindicated, like his political theory was vindicated and proven right by history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and 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 so these are le- like you said, these are lessons that we should be learning, and actually, I can announce um I can announce today our guest next week. Um, is going to be uh, none other than Charles Haywood. We're going to have uh, Ch- Charles Haywood at the Worthy House um, as our guest this week. Some of you uh, know him. If you don't, you you should. Uh, but we're going to talk all about Carl Schmidt and the concept of the political. We'll talk about uh, inimicus and hostes um, and and the Sermon on the Mount and what, what those things mean. Uh, so hopefully that that whets your appetite uh, a little bit. Uh, let me let today, me just say next time.
1: Let me just say one more thing about Carl Schmidt. You know, one of the one of the um the founders of like the modern conservative milieu was Leo Strauss. You know, the mm-hmm. Straussians have kind of dominated the intellectual side of of the conservative movement. And you know, Paul Gottfried has spent a lot of his career um, you know, confronting Straussian thinking. But but Leo Strauss, um, who is Jewish, uh, it, it spent uh, many decades in letters and correspondence and interaction as a friend of Carl Schmidt. You know, so like this is something that was completely normal in that century to, to deal with, you know, the, the critique of liberalism uh from the perspective of, of of Schmidt's concept of the political. And so so the Straussians, you know, had to confront this and interact with him. You know, they didn't do it in this weird whining, like, oh, you're associated with the Nazis. Like he didn't you don't participate in that as a serious thinker, you know. So well,
0: that's that's the that's the thing. Like when we had serious thinkers, you could look at ideas. And not play this stupid association game where it's like, oh, there's a, here we're gonna play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with every thinker. Well, I mean, that's 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 so weak and pathetic. And mm-hmm. I have I have zero respect for people who do that. Like, I mean, I read Saul Alinsky, and I think everybody here, you know, everyone listening to us, should as well. Uh, does that mean that I am a, a, a left wing communist radical? Uh, of course not. Um, I mean, you should read. Le- you should read very broadly and widely, all sorts of political thoughts and ideas. Um, and 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 so that because um sometimes bad people are right about certain things mm-hmm. sometimes bad people have correct opinions that well, how about that um mm-hmm. they don't have to be a virtuous and schmidt i mean um admittedly uh even besides the association with the third reich um on top of that like he was was just a weird guy um we could, <laughs> we could get into uh, some of the bizarre things we actually, this is a family show, so we shouldn't get into some of the bizarreness of Schmidt. Um it was but a bizarre could,
1: time in Germany. I'll say that. He,
0: yes, yeah. he fit in in weimar. um we'll we'll put it that way. Um, but uh, he uh, it he is worth reading and listening to because it's the ideas and the thoughts. I mean, same thing with like, I mean, we, we talked about this. I think we talked about this last week, like like Aristotle. You read Aristotle, and and like Aristotle believes some monstrous things. Uh, Plato too, um, all the Ro- you know, Roman thinkers as well believe monstrous, horrible things. But nobody's like, I can't believe that you would read Aristotle. Like he was okay with exposing children and abortion and and mass murder and genocide and things like this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, well, woke people do that now. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, woke classicists do that. Uh, but no one, no one serious, no one worth listening to, does that. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't with this, uh, because these ideas are correct. I mean, one of the things too, like i've I've preached I've preached through the Gospel of Matthew before, and preached on the Sermon on the Mount. and I had this I had actually, um when I preached I had never read a single word of Schmitz, uh, but i I came to the same conclusion that he did on the Sermon on the Mount that when Jesus is talking about um turning the other cheek, he's he's not talking about how you should be a pacifist. He's talking about personal, Enemies, people you have grudges with—that's that's that's who you um, turn the other cheek to. It's he's not saying that that if your nation is at war with another nation, you should just lay down your arms.
1: Well, Um, it's it's hilarious. Like how many people like they'll just emphasize the fact that we shouldn't use like biblical themes in order to have a um, you know political theology that we shouldn't use like the Bible at all. It has no relevance to. And then and then they'll cite this is except. this is like the Russell Moore like type things, except for yeah. they will cite those when it's convenient to uphold the liberal democratic framework.
0: Right. Yes. That's when yes. it's okay. Yeah. Now you need to love your enemies. Now you know, I mean right. Leviticus, you know, and Exodus, it says something about the alien and the sojourners. So that means we should just have open borders. Right. right. Um so like they turn it like just on that little issue, they turn into Rusis J. Rushdieuni.
1: Right. right. Um, <laughs> it is funny. That, like, that um, is a style of like Christian nationalism, right? Like, yeah, like, literally. And this is actually the history of like um, like liberal Protestantism, like the progressive movement is yes. they would take these themes and they would justify their own leftward momentum by these biblical themes. Like this is completely par for the course. But suddenly when someone is using the Bible to, you know, promote like a right wing yes. position on something, oh, we can't use the Bible for that. You know, that's completely unacceptable. And like, it's just it's. It's hilarious, and I don't want to like. I don't want to blame them for like hypocrisy, as if that's the only problem here. Because like, um, you know, like Stephen Wolfe and other people mentioned, it's not just hypocrisy. It's all about framework reinforcement. It's all about uh, narrative uh, reinforcement. That's that's what's going on here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, because you have, I mean, you even have this going back to the mid nineteenth century. Uh, I mean, like this this whole uh, theme. Like you have. Um, uh, you know Beecher, um, you know Henry Ward Beecher, and that that whole family of of preachers, they would they would do this. The the early progressive uh, mainliners, um, you'd have it with like Harry Emerson Fosdick later on. Uh, I mean, you have that that whole. This is this is what they did. It was it's retconning the Bible to fit the political right. ideas of the day, rather than honestly looking at the the tradition of political theology as as it slowly developed organically over millennia, mm-hmm. they just throw that in the trash and they say, no, we're going to just do, we're going to, we're going to pull this like bait and switch and we're just going right. to tack on a Bible verse to it's, whatever we were going to do anyway.
1: It's left-wing transfer- transformationalism. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll get to guys like Russell Moore and David French um, in, a, in a few minutes. Uh, but before we do, we'll, we'll get to the, we'll get to, before we do that, we'll get to the 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 one guy, the single guy who triggers them the most, and that is former President Donald J. Trump. And so, President Trump, yesterday, as the time at the time of the recording here, yesterday he had a town hall on CNN. He went on CNN into a hostile environment. Although, uh, credit to CNN, I, this is not something I'm accustomed to saying. Credit to CNN, they had um, ostensibly Trump supporters in the audience like half and half. Um so he does this town hall and uh it uh did you did you get to see any of it CJ or did you see any You clips?
1: know, I saw I saw clips that were going around. Okay,
0: yeah. yeah. It was, you know, the entire time I'm seeing this and I'm like we are back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Uh the, the like big 2015 2016 energy from uh, from this and and again, before we even get into you know praising Donald J. Trump, uh, you know we could we could run off the laundry list of of issues and problems with both with Mega Inc. and uh, the man himself and his presidency and all, mm-hmm. all of these things because it's um, not
1: about Trump,
0: like you yes. know what I mean? Like that's the yeah. thing. It's it's the symbol.
1: It's the fact yes. of all the derision and and and, and frustration, like all the
0: anger that the media elite have. For yeah. heritage
1: Americans, that's what's going on here. That's uh, him, what Trump represents.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. exactly. So again, um, my praise for him, even though I mean, like, he is really funny. Um, so I'll, I'll praise the man for that. He's, he's funny because he he's mocking the people that hate us the most. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so when I when I you know when I praise him, like the any praise that I, you know hear or, or you know posting online, any praise that I make for him is not oh I think he's just so great and he's so awesome and he could do no wrong. Um, not at all. He there are plenty of mistakes that he made. Things that he definitely seriously messed up. All yeah. that is to say, all that is to say, the, the big E on the eye chart, right for um America, the American political situation in 2024 is this, really the same as it was in 2016? Is that there is a hostile regime that hates Americans, that rules over Americans, that's actively, consciously making the lives of ordinary Americans worse mm-hmm. on purpose. To extract wealth from them, to to make you miserable, and to take your own country away from you and from your children. Mm-hmm. Right. That it's you have an enemy regime that rules over you and hates you. And he, more than anybody else, is fighting it and make and, and, and drawing them out. Cause how they survive is they hide like they, they hide behind all of the pieties of the American political system. Like, oh, we're we're just statesmen, and we're doing statesman stuff, and we're gonna have John McCain, this odious cretin, a uh, disgusting person, lie in state and have this big glorious funeral like a, like the Soviet Union for him, and and all of it is um is, is sick and disgusting, but people eat it up or they used to, but then, right then, and we're gonna be bipartisan, and we love America, we're gonna pretend every day is September twelfth, twenty twenty one, right then, here comes Donald Trump. And he's actually representing the issues and the concerns of ordinary Americans who have been who have been getting hosed for fifty or sixty years, and all the knives come out in every angle and every direction for him because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why people love him. That's why he has this base that's never going to abandon him, no matter how much he messes things up, um, because he is delegitimizing the regime. They don't even they, right. obviously like, they don't have the vocabulary for that, like the typical mega voter but but they have the instincts for it they understand this mm-hmm. that these are evil people they're yeah. evil people that rule over us and he is making them look stupid mm-hmm. and he's making them sh- showing just how evil they are and how much mm-hmm. they don't care about the law how much they break these rules even i mean we we could talk about also later on um the uh uh the Biden uh, money laundering, foreign money uh, scandals, and, and the family you know, taking all this money from China and, and, and Russia and all these other countries, um, and it some of it's 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 silly in a sideshow. It's like, well, they don't arrest anybody. There's nothing they can do. But and, and sometimes you feel bad for like Jim Jordan coming out there and like spending all this time and taking it all very seriously because they all know nothing is going to happen, mm-hmm. so they have to go through these motions. But it still heightens. Right, this distinction that there are two standards for justice, and Trump actually talks about this. But I, will I'll let him talk. We'll do, we'll play some of the, um, some of the greatest hits from the town hall here.
2: Here we go. By a crazy woman named Nancy Pelosi. But the Pelosi, question here reciprocal. is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were? A I monster? would sit down. Let Let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and break them yeah. out. It.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. That's the exact right answer. The yeah, absolutely. exact right answer. He doesn't have to say because obviously he can't say, well, I really want Russia to win the war. Yeah, I uh, can't say that. They try to
1: uh, try to set him up for something.
0: Yeah, they want yeah. him to say that because then they can go continue with um, this insane conspiracy. Like, th- this is the other thing it's like the Russia, the collusion hoax, all these things. They're all totally fake conspiracy theories that yeah. are pushed on the American people to believe that Russia hacked our election. Like, it's, this is crazier stuff. That anything Alex Jones has ever said mm-hmm. that these people push in the mainstream and like uh, brain dead libs believe,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Like you see a person in the ma- in a mask down your street, and you could be assured that that person, right, believes that Donald Trump was installed in the White House by Vladimir Putin. Like they they in their heart of hearts they sincerely believe it, and um, so he can't say that, uh, but he can say the right thing, which is. Well, we'll negotiate an end of the war. Mm-hmm. Right. And he didn't get into the details about what the concessions would be. Obviously, you know, if you're negotiating an end of the war, there would have to be um, you know, Russia getting the Donbass. Like that's they're not gonna accept anything less than that. And um and so and, and and it might it might come at American security guarantees. Um, that would probably be how you negotiate the end of the war. Um I mean, he could draw a tough line and just say, We're not supporting you anymore. So mm-hmm. good luck. Um Too. I mean, all of these things. Like he, he could he could end it in a like the American government now, the American regime that rules now. We know this. We've talked about this before. They could have ended the war in the first couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Zelensky was ready to end the war and just hand over the Donbass to Russia. Well, and and yeah, the entire states didn't. Allow the
1: entire structure yeah the entire structure of the conflict right now depends on us affirmation that it needs to go on like not only do we subsidize them financially and militarily um but we're also refusing um any mechanisms that could resolve it right now i mean this is yeah. and look i this is this is really similar to how things have gone down in the 20th century like yeah. america where wherever america puts its weight that's the way that's the way it goes yeah like World War Two would have been over way earlier if we hadn't issued, you know, um, if we hadn't backed Britain and behind the scenes on Britain. World War One wouldn't have taken place and, and come westward if we hadn't participated in various ways. Like, this is just kind of the yeah. way it is. And the idea that, like, America is this neutral party is ridiculous.
0: No, no. America, I mean, th- this war is happening. People need to understand this. This war is happening because the United States wants the war to happen. Right. That's That's why it's happening. There, the um Russia was backed into a corner where all of these ethnic russians who have always lived in the Donbass since it was you know settled as a you know uh, mining and and um iron producing you know colony basically you know this it was really empty until really like the 19th century um it gets settled and it's it's been a russian uh, ethnically russian for hundreds of years and uh Ukraine was Bombing them for eight years, killing that, you know, launching artillery strikes on the Donbass on, on civilians for mm-hmm. eight years. Nobody talks about this. This is never in the news. No, people are going to hear this. Some people maybe will hear this and think, "Oh, that's a conspiracy." i never heard that. I didn't hear that from the New York Times or CNN. So that didn't really happen, or Fox News. Um, but it did. It actually mm-hmm. did. Um, uh, they they and they were, uh, they allowed these you know neo-Nazi militias to go and. Rape and murder and torture people all over um, over the Donbass, and so Russia is backed into a corner where they said we cannot allow this to continue on anymore. They have pressure internally as well. Everyone thinks Vladimir Putin is just this dictator who could do whatever he wants, but he faces internal pressure as well to do something about mm-hmm. it. Um, and so this war is provoked. The, the United States, and there's a reason that it happened after Trump was out, right? There's a reason that it took place because right. um, these. You know, they they're backed. Ukraine is backed by by the American regime, uh, hundred percent. And and so, it's um, it is and and part of it too is with Trump, Putin probably didn't know what he would actually do, if the invasion was launched in, in twenty eighteen or something. Um, he there could there might have been full on war, which is why you know this didn't happen. And so, I, I, I clearly like the American regime's bet is that Russia will collapse. They want to force this economic collapse and they want Russia to, to slowly die in this war of attrition. But it's not, um, you know, based on based on every you know set of information available, um, the Russians, I mean, unless the Ukrainians are killing the Russians like 10, 20, 30 to 1, um, they're going to win the war. Um, unless it's escalated by the West. Yes, Unless, they're, unless it becomes a nuclear war, even, even like conventional strategic weapons on cities, right? If, uh, if Putin starts strategically bombing Kiev and, and all of the major cities, mm-hmm. um, then, um, then there will be retaliation from NATO. Almost, mm-hmm. certain, almost certainly. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, like, we have no clue just how much we are on a razor's edge um, with regard to nuclear war. Right now, yeah. I mean, we're we're in the most dangerous waters that we have been in in at least our lifetimes. Uh, yeah. You, you and me. This is the closest we've been to nuclear war, um, you know, since we were born. Um, and so, it's a, it's very extremely extremely dangerous. And so you have to you have to give Trump credit here. This is the exact right answer. This is you know way back. I mean, we were still in libertarian world, uh, but way back in like 2015, I still remember. This is where I started to become very fond of Trump, is at one of the debates or maybe a town hall or something like this or a campaign stop, he says something like, why are we even in NATO? Why are we even... <laughs> yeah. The Soviet Union's gone. Why are we in there? We're subsidizing all these countries. That we're paying for all these rich countries' defense. We have a military. They don't. Why are we in it? And I'm like...
1: Yeah. I can't believe he said that. <gasps>
0: He said that for real. Like he wants to get out of NATO. We should be getting out of Iraq and Afghanistan. All these places. Like, yes, yes, of course we should. We should. Why do we? Why do we have thousands of troops in Germany? Right. Well, uh-huh. What possible reason do we? Well, because we want to be able to dominate their economies
1: and their culture and, dictate,
0: <laughs> and their culture and say, yeah. guess what, Angela Merkel, you need to take a million Syrians or or else. Right. And they they say, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do it. Um, and they, or, and they, they'll destroy their economy. We bombed the Nord Stream pipeline.
1: Yep. We bombed. Everybody knows it. Yep. The
0: source of all of their energy so that they yeah. couldn't sabotage the war effort, so that they couldn't bring an end, force an end to this war. And they just took it. Right? They just said,
1: Yeah, well, that's well, how they've. What do we doing? That's, that's literally how Germany has behaved in the last, you know, 45, 50 years, you
0: know. Yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're, just, a, they're it's a country crazy. that's totally, totally uh, broken. Uh, mm-hmm. By I mean, obviously, by the Second World War, like they—they're not a sovereign state. Well, so it's, I been, mean, it's not
1: you know. just the Second World War; it's the post-war. It's it's like the American oh, yeah, occupation. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. They're defeated in the war, and then they're an occupied people ever since. <laughs> right. Uh, by both the Soviets and the United States. Yeah. And, and in their, fact, their culture all has been the destroyed by us.
1: Yeah, and Paul Gottfried. I mean, he is the guy that has talked about this more than a lot of people. But just the the fact
0: that. Um, Oh, by the way, do we, we have breaking Paul Gottfried news, do we have can we announce? He, any Yes, he'll be on in late May. Yes. Yeah, gonna bring all right. him on in late May. Sorry to interrupt. continue with your point.
1: No, uh, what was my point? No, my point was <laughs> my 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 point was basically that all the um, like the social engineering and stuff that happens here, uh, Germany was a test field for that. Like all yep. the things that is happening to us now has already been done. It's in Germany, Germany was the test case for so much of what we're seeing now. We did that to Germany, and they are a completely subverted
0: uh, and mentally occupied people. Yeah, I mean, you even just looking at it, like economically, culturally, they had um, the guest worker program in the in the 80s and the 90s. You know, it mm-hmm. began where they brought in a bunch of Turks, mm-hmm. um, and and Germany became a partially Turkish country. And yeah. It made turks are muslims they are not they're not like they don't they don't have the same germans Germans
1: are germans are just (laughs) full of so much self-loathing and self-hatred it's it's crazy like that's what's happening that's what's going to happen here uh, you know unless people like really begin to defend their heritage and stand up for it
0: yeah unless you say i don't care if you think america is the most racist country in world history i love my country and Mm -hmm. it's the best country that's ever existed and you can leave then (laughs) <laughs> um, like that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the line you got to take and you just need to be proud of your country warts and all and say, this is, this is my people. You don't like it. Get out of here. Um, and, and so, but that's but the, the, Germans though, they we, we did suffer, a, I mean, a, this disastrous war where all of our, you know, uh, best young men are dead or, or broken and wounded. Um, we never, we didn't suffer a thing like, you know, anything. Like, I mean, we've, we've, we've lost, we've lost Iraq and Afghanistan or, or however you want to put it. Um, we have disastrous military campaigns, but our own homeland wasn't destroyed and broken and our cities raised. Um, mm-hmm. That didn't happen. And then the red army coming in and raping all of our women that never happened uh, yeah. to us. Yeah. But we, we still, we still are, are being conditioned in the same way that you should.
1: And Americans don't even know that people. that happened to Germany. Like they, no, most people have no clue what happened in Germany. Most people have no idea, like th- millions of people were sent to Russian like prison camps after the war. Yeah. Millions of Germans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, people could, we, we, we should actually, we, I know an author that has, has talked about this and we should probably have him on too. Like eventually, um, okay. these are all yeah. good. On copies. your production
0: reading meeting. We will, uh, we'll, we'll have, uh, this guy we, join us. We, we right have down. to run
1: it past. Uh, we're all going to make it. And then we can, yep. our,
0: forward. our executive producer, we're all going to make it, uh, he will have to uh, he'll have to approve all, all guests but uh, yes we um you know we um where was I going with this yeah uh, this the, the history of America I mean yeah, yeah you're, you're right um, you know, Germany is this testing group, but Ukraine is the same what a similar a similar thing where all of the social engineering all of the uh, crazy uh, stuff that's being done in our country all the woke stuff um, they're speed running it through Ukraine like Ukraine is this very traditionalist um you know, Eastern yeah. European society. Mm-hmm. And they're they're uh, degeneracy maxing that country like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pushing all the gay stuff. Like that's the condition, like Zelensky. Hey, Zelensky, you got to push homosexuality and transgenderism and, and, and so on and so forth and bring in, you know, millions of sub-Saharan Africans. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, give us you know, F-16s and billions of, of arms right. Right. Uh, uh, in exchange. We'll do whatever. Um, and so he's selling his country out um for you know for a pittance basically uh mm-hmm. and and that's that's what's happening here that's that's what the GOP represents like the, he's the closest analog I think to the GOP where it's like oh we can we could we could get the GDP maximized uh all it, all it will cost you is your soul uh that's that's what American conservatism has been for the last 50 years and um Trump despite not being not being a, a good and wholesome christian man um represents a reaction to this theme um and speaking speaking of there's a few more clips I, i'd love to play for us um sure if they if they will work uh hopefully yeah, i'm yawning some kapu- get some kombucha.
2: <laughs> stat uh negotiating with nara do you know what nara is the national archives extremely but you don't extremely negotiate left group of death. people extremely left and I was negotiating they're with them. All left, of a sudden, they raided my house. They Bi- bipartisan is the left. The house.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bipartisan he is extremely left. <laughs> okay, but Joe Biden. They didn't raid Obama. But
2: Joe Biden didn't ignore a subpoena to get those documents back, like Joe you Biden did. Took and so that's the question. Boxes. But that's the question that investigators have. I think is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had
0: given you a subpoena to return. Number one, he's the president of the United States. He can take whatever documents he wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll keep Andy, you are, you are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah. What's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind?
2: I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay. It's
0: very simple to answer. That's
2: why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person. i will tell you.
0: <laughs> We're back. We're back. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like, okay. You're so back. Let me uh, tell
1: you. Okay. Part and parcel of the right-wing strategy has to be like an anti-journalist facade. You have to have an anti-journalist. Like you have to be confrontational. You have to realize no. that these journalists, these media spokespeople, the commentator class, they are the enemy of the people. And they need to be confronted yes. like this. Can't be yes. nice to them, right? They're not, um, they're not church-going members. They're not going to show up at your potluck. They want no. to destroy your potluck.
0: They don't want to be your friends, and you don't have to pretend they, they should be your friends. Well, the, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, yes, this is how you should do it. But um, the difference is, like, I, I I don't know if you saw the DeSantis press conference in, like, Israel. You know, he went to Israel to sign an, a, a hate speech bill. Yeah, that was um uh, uh, And uh, he goes to Israel to sign the hate speech bill, and then he does a press conference in Israel. And the press was very hostile to him. Mm-hmm. and he did it, like, Trump is cool as a cucumber, just everything's water off of a duck's back, you know, and he, I mean, he'll get his jabs in, where he's like, you're a very nasty person, uh, but, uh, <laughs> like, he'll say stuff like that, or if you saw his deposition, the video of his deposition, where he's talking to this this uh, lawyer who's deposing him, <laughs> it's really funny, uh, but this is a family show, so we can't play, we can't play most of it, uh, but he, uh, <laughs> he... He's funny in how he does it, mm-hmm. right? He's humorous and charismatic, and it makes you like him when he attacks this, this woman in this way. When, when DeSantis did it, he just got really angry and nasty and shrill. Mm-hmm. Um, he sounded like Hillary Clinton in yeah,
1: you know, a male it's, body. It's really um, hard to do. I, I probably wouldn't be very able to hard. pull it off either. But Trump has the proper demeanor for it.
0: He is, um, and this is where another thing, like I'm going to praise Ronald Reagan, Um. But uh uh, he's just like, where are you going with this uh but uh he Reagan was an actor,, mm-hmm. and so he was excellent on television, mm-hmm. right he could work a crowd, he could work the camera, he could deliver lines like nobody else, and Trump is the same way, right Trump could do these one liners and they're hilarious. He's been manipulating the New York City media and and big media for the last thirty or forty years. Um and he knows exactly how to press their buttons and get them going. He sets them up into traps. I mean this is and you know, whether whether we want to admit it or not, we want to think the media doesn't have any power or blah blah blah. Yes they do. They have they have major power and and um you have to be able to disarm them and, and humiliate them. Right. That's the name of the game. Like The, the regime survives on the power of the media on, mm-hmm. and mass mass media propaganda. They survive on that. And so you absolutely it's absolutely crucial to have someone like Trump who can make them look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You need that. It, it is imperative. And if you don't have him, he's old now. Right. This is his, this is his last rodeo. I think um, you're going to need another guy who can do that. And I don't think it's, you know, I, I like, again, I like Ron DeSantis. I like him. I like him. Um, I like him a lot. But he can't, he's not good at that. Mm-mm. He cannot do that at all. Uh, Donald Trump can.
1: And the thing, so, the, th- the thing about it is, too, is you're going to need someone who's even more confrontational because the media is just going to get worse from here. That's the thing. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. They're going to get much, much worse. The final clip that we have from President Trump, um, I think... You know, actually, it's probably the most important in terms of getting to um, the heart of the matter of the regime and what it is. Uh, So we'll play for you.
2: question to you is, will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one, because a couple of them, probably they got out of control. But... You know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places. Look at what they did to Seattle and BLM, BLM. Many people were killed. These people, I'm not trying to justify anything, but you have two standards of justice in this country and what they've Mm -hmm. done, and I I love that question, because what they've done to so many people is nothing nothing and then what they've done to these people they've persecuted these people and yeah my my answer is i am most likely if i get in i will most likely i would say it will be a large portion of them you know they did a very yeah and it'll be very early on it'll be very early on living in yeah. hell right now so when it comes they're to living hard in it's... hell and their policemen and they're firemen and they're soldiers and they're carpenters and electricians and they're great People, many of them are just great people.
1: Yeah. Did you see? He, did you? Russell Russell Moore mentioned this uh, exact clip, you know, in his in yep. his response to it. Um, but yeah, one of the craziest things is like they'll show like really scary pictures of like like that are like almost look green screened and like how perfect they are for regime narrative framing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like none of these people have ever been identified in any of these pictures. They're like literally there's just no proof of them doing anything harmful. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like the idea that you would even consider this like some controversial decision.
0: Yeah, they stood on the steps of the Capitol and waved and a flag. And
1: it's like and what?
0: Now they're going to prison for five years.
1: Yeah, uh, and they're also living insane. in ex- like like really serious conditions. Like if you see some yeah. of the descriptions of what's going on, like this isn't yeah. a joke. You know, this isn't a nice yeah. cushy prison, like like twenty four no. hour prison.
0: No, this is solitary confinement. They don't get to see the sun for you know now three years or two year, two and a half yeah. years. Uh, I mean, these are they're this this is like third world prison conditions that they put these these men in. I think it's all men. I don't know if there's any women there. Um, maybe maybe there are. Um, someone in the comments could correct me if if they're if I'm wrong. But they they um, he he's absolutely right that there are two standards for justice, and it isn't just January sixth. I mean, it's 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 also and he he brought this up. It's with Joe Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and everyone knows this. Right, everyone. Everyone with a brain, anyway, understands this: that the regime will protect its own; that they're that we live under anarcho tyranny; that they'll come down with an iron fist on the regime enemies. And they'll, I mean, look at the Trump's conviction this week, or not conviction. His, um, the, uh, he was found liable this week, and this is this was also in the, um, witch hunt commentary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where this is what happened. So some woman who Trump claims to have never even met before. Um, or didn't know this woman at all. She claims that he sexually assaulted her, or she claims that he sexually assaulted her. And um, then, and one of the other um, complaints, one of of the other things he was suing for is that he defamed her because he uh, pled his innocence publicly and said that this woman was lying. So the the (laughs) most insane, the most insane um, jury uh, uh, verdict on, on this Right, the most insane reward or awarding of, of it of this civil suit is that they did not find him liable for sexual assault, but they did find him liable for defamation saying he didn't sexually assault this woman. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he didn't do it, but in, in pleading his innocence, he defamed her. <laughs> it's like it's the most insane the most insane that whether you I mean you could absolutely hate Trump. And if it, it just say it's man X, John Doe, that this happened to, uh, you would look at this, this is this is absolutely absurd and ridiculous that this would happen. Yeah. But the entire judiciary system is a joke. Yeah. It's an absolute joke that you could, if you get a trial in the in the correct jurisdiction, um, and it's it's in any way ideological, in any way political, uh, the result is already known.
1: Well, here's the other thing like, I, I'm not committed to like. Like defending Trump's like sexual morality or anything like that, because I don't think of I don't think of the function that Trump plays in terms of like a serious, like political figure that much like he's just kind of a symbol to me. But like the idea that they have to come up with these like really far fetched narratives is actually surprising to me. I would think someone like Trump and his position in New York City as a billionaire, like I'm sub- actually surprised that there isn't more like really realistic situations that are coming out. Yeah. Like yeah like, that, why that is, is there surprises... more
0: dirt on him than that? you know, yeah, that's yeah.
1: really bizarre to me because i i I would anticipate that someone like Trump with his personality um would be in much more trouble, like it just surprises me that this is what they come up with, like it's ridiculous
0: well, that's I mean, I remember all the way back to twenty sixteen of of October twenty sixteen everyone freaking out over the access hollywood video yeah and and what that did for me, I mean, maybe I'm just weird, um but what it did for me was like. That's that's all they got on him, yeah. Is him this saying is saying that on a video, like I mean, it's just, bad, obviously. But like, that's all they got on him. This is how well, the cultural.
1: Uh, this is how the cultural elite. Like, how do you think all these people, like they subsidized to the tune of trillions of dollars, the most deranged, degenerate, decaying cultural icons in world history? Like, yeah. like that's just kind of like the American way right now. Like the idea yeah. that he hasn't participated in this is just because, but he doesn't yeah. play. I don't treat him as like a serious political phenomenon, like as a person. So I'm not
0: committed. I'm not committed to defending his sexual morality. No, no. His his function is not that as a as as a man, you know, bringing morality back to America. And and like politically, political figures don't do that at all. Anyway, like that. The other thing that people like the the thing that is sickening to me is uh, the baseline expectation that you should have if you're if you know you're not. you know, mentally deficient, is that all politicians are bad people personally. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all, sn- you, you should just assume every single one of them is a g- degenerate. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they are, they all cheat on their wives or they're all secretly gay. Like, that's what you should just assume. and, or, and You should assume not the worst, but close to it. With all of them, and be pleasantly surprised when you're wrong. Yeah, it's a right? prerequisite to, to power.
1: prerequisite to power. That how do you think power yeah. works in this country? Like you have to yeah. go through certain hoops in order to get there, and a lot of them are blackmail blackmail hoops. So yeah, this is the kind of the norm.
0: Yeah, you there has to be compromise of one kind or another on everybody, mm. and that's that's how politics works. What is his name? I mean, Madison Crawford. That was that his name, Madison Crawford. Crawford? Yeah, one. he yeah.
1: he 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 exposed exactly why, and you know the fact that he really called this out is why he's not in office right now.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, that's why they got rid of him because yeah. he said like he gets invited to cocaine yeah. and stripper parties, and yeah. it's like because those I'm, are I'm mechanisms sure. of control. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they do. Like, the lobbyists go get a bunch of hookers and drugs and give them to the congressman. Like, that's, like, does anybody think politics, like, I mean, I know, and, you know, when we were in grade school and we watched, you know, I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill, like, we thought, like, this is how government works. It's just, you got your checks and your balances and you got your committees and then it goes, you know, goes to the floor and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not how politics works at all. Mm-hmm. Um, politics works through through bribery, through extortion, through, uh, through, um you know, sexual favorites, things like that. Like they're they're really disgusting people, and there are mm-hmm. only a handful of them that are squeaky clean. Um, right. And all and all and you want to know how you could tell that who the squeaky clean guys are? They're the backbenchers that don't get put in anything in any prominence anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, those
0: are the squeaky clean guys, the guys that nobody else likes and no and, and doesn't bring into any any position of po- real power. Um, mm-hmm. Those, those are like so like like Thomas Massey, I think he's squeaky clean because he is. Mm-hmm. Totally on the outside of of and, and and I know people that know him personally, um, totally on the outside of of everything, and so it's like, well, he's he's not going to the parties that Cawthorn was being invited to, um, that's just how politics works, and so but the, so the sickening thing is is how Christians get manipulated this way because all these guys have to do is say, well, I'm pro life and I am a man of God and I'm a man of faith and I I care so much about you know justice and righteousness and and. Blah 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 blah. All the platitudes, right? They utter them all day long. I'm hundred percent pro life. Well, do you see what happened after Roe was taken down? How many guys who were 100% percent pro life instantly became, well, we gotta make some exceptions and I really Yeah,
1: we need okay. some nuance like, in there. <laughs> like okay. all, all the nuanced bros came yeah. out of the woodwork. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and so I I like I, all of it, all of it to me, um, is just this sick joke. And and Christians should not be manipulated this way. These are not good people. And so guys like David French and Russell Moore and people like that, their function is to make you look at the fake Christians that are in politics, and say these are the good, virtuous people. Look at Mitt Romney. I mean, well, one he's Mormon, but like look at Mitt Romney, right? This man, this this virtuous, wonderful man. Look at all these. You know, look at look at John McCain. Look at all of these honorable men, and they're not. They're not even a little bit, any of these guys. But the other thing, too, like
1: part of the problem with politics is like even if you live a completely squeaky clean life, like if you're if you're not doing anything to fight the like the regime, the administrative state in Washington that continues to like undermine like the Christian faith, our heritage in our communities, all the things that we hold dear to us. The well-being of our children—all those things—like the idea that like your squeaky cleanness is going to like a like a atone for your participation in that—is just beyond my ability to digest. Like I have no I have no interest in someone who does nothing politically. This is these are political problems. I have no interest in like everybody. This is war. Right,
0: right. This is war. And so if I'm looking at you have to play politics. I'm looking at war. Right. I'm not going to look at the general and say. Was well, that guy a good guy or a bad guy? Like, would I want him in my church? Would I want to be his pastor and have to deal with all of his issues and so on and so forth? I mean, I, 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 everybody's welcome in my church, but uh, would I want it? What am I looking for? a Good? Am I looking for a potential elder in my church when I'm when I'm looking at a political leader? No, no, I'm not. I'm looking for someone to crush the people that want to that that want me and my children dead and and broke. Like that's that's what I that's that is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone who will fight the on our behalf, the right? Right, like that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for, well, is he a really moral person? Is he really virtuous and and a good man? Does he? Has he ever committed <clears throat> adultery? Um, because like if you're looking for that and that's the standard, you're you're not going to find anyone to fight for you. Um, that they, they don't exist, right? And or you're you're going to like I think you're going to get someone who is you're not going to get anyone to fight you'll get somebody who is tepid and weak.
1: Yeah, I think you and I could come up with a list of like 10 things for the perfect candidate, but that's not how politics works. You don't get to pick no. and choose like a buffet like what how you want like design your own candidate, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not a video game, right where we're 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 tweaking the, the the metrics, you know, like a like a Madden football player. We're going to give him an 89 overall. Uh, like that's not that's not how these things work. Like you 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 have leaders that have strengths and weaknesses, but the the biggest and most important thing is he is he willing to fight your enemies on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trump did. T- I mean, not perfectly by any means, but he did. And that's that's what you need. And that's this is why people why Desantis is the clear like number two uh, in many people's minds because he's mm-hmm. also a guy who fights. I mean, I want to mm-hmm. give you know I want to give him credit as well. These are guys that at least you know fight our enemies and. Um, that, I, I think that's the biggest issue. I mean, we, we have, I we, you mentioned, you know, Russell Moore and you mentioned these, these evangelical leaders who, um, I mean, they sicken me to no end. I, I can't, um, I can't describe just how much I loathe these people. Um, they disgust me. I mean, just, I'm, I'm, I might, you know, hopefully I don't throw up on camera here. Uh, because it's, they're, they're horrible. They, they make me nauseous just to think of them. Um. Because they're so fake, they're they're so. Fo- I mean, these are these are. I mean, you want to look at who the Pharisees are. Like that's the the big epithet that's thrown around in evangelical Christian circles. Like these men are the whitewashed tombs, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they are. That is their their whole function, is to be whitewashed tombs and to lead God's people down the wrong path, mm-hmm. um, and and so they have to be fully repudiated, fully they have to be crushed, mm-hmm. right? They have to be, um, they 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 should be humiliated at every opportunity, um, so. You want, but you wanted to talk a little bit more about Russell Moore, um, and uh, his statements on on Trump. So we, we yeah, got we a probably have like, Trump, but
1: also Tucker 10 minutes you have left. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to. Yeah, I'm just I'm interested in in, in like the framing. I mean, obviously the Tucker news was in, was interesting, and I think we talked about that last. Did we talk about that last week?
0: A little bit. We talked about you know Tucker uh, two weeks ago when he was fired uh, from yeah from Fox News. But the, well, the big so, news now is that Tucker is going to resume you know, on Twitter, right? On Twitter now, yeah. And
1: Russell Moore, hardest hit, you know, uh, <laughs> poor guy. Not really. The I'm yeah. just you know, it's just interesting to see how much Russell Moore loathes the people um, who who defend and speak out against like regime politics. Like Tucker was kind of a lone dissenter. In terms of yeah. like, you know, his, his function within the media apparatus and uh, Russell Moore is one of the great beneficiaries of like uh, um, of, of Fox News silencing people like that, you know, mm-hmm. Russell Moore needs Russell Moore and David French and all these regime evangelicals need the silence of Tucker Carlson. And he needs the silence of all of the, these people that dissent from you know their, their framework and their and so you can see that in just um his framing of things. And and I, I wrote an article about it and we don't need to get into it, but you can go read it. But I'm just I'm just fascinated by the fact that, that Russell Moore really he's he's really bothered by Tucker Carlson, he's really bothered by anyone who would who dare to um dissent and oppose and confront regime narratives on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, he um because these these men uh, fundamentally, they're propagandists, right? right. They, they're that's propagandists of, to Christians. Yeah, that's to fit within the regime.
1: That's that's what the, that's what the function of a regime evangelical is, is. Is you're supposed to communicate regime narratives to your constituency, which is like the yeah. the, the mass evangelical community. That's his function. Yeah. Is he needs to propagate in like. um you know, uh, like like a funnel, like to bring it in and then use Christian language, dress it up in Christian language and Christian rhetoric and then communicate it back to the people. And so therefore, when the people begin to question him, like him as a newsreader, like that's like that's his function, like on the Rome clips Mm -hmm. with the newsreader who's like (laughs) giving official pronouncements like Gaius, Julius, Caesar. Exactly. Like he that is his role. He's a regime propagandist. And the evangelical community at large is beginning to question people like that. And Russell Moore's fighting for his turf. He's fighting for attention because mm-hmm. because Tucker Carlson is absorbing their attention and they take C- Tucker Carlson more seriously than they do Russell Moore. And so Russell yeah. Moore needs to double down. And he got a victory, but it was kind of short winded. I think mm-hmm. Tucker's going to do much better on Twitter, even than he was at T- at Fox.
0: Yeah, he he. I think I mean I think his shows will get you know millions, millions and millions of views. Like he would get four. Three to four million views a night on Fox News.
1: Yeah, he already um, has like what fourteen million dollars on his very first announcement, right?
0: Views, yeah, yeah, fourteen million. What views did I say? On- dollars.
1: Uh, I don't think. No, I didn't. I said views. Did I say dollars?
0: Yeah, we'll check back. We'll check. We'll check the we'll tape check later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, well, I'll, I'll, but uh, yeah. I'll send you some Greco gum if if you're right. <laughs> well, will get it in like a month. <laughs> Uh, but um, maybe he, uh, yeah he, yeah that's that's generous um he uh even yeah his his most recent announcement i think it had a hundred million views on on the tweet if we could trust you know elon musk's accounting um of 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 views but um yeah he he he'll do very well i i think on that and, and so his function as as a counter-narrative uh, producer, a a, a counter narrative former is is going to be retained, and and there's a there's an opportunity that he'll be more powerful. Like I mean, just one of the first things he did right after getting fired was he was like, "Hey, um, don't you think it's weird that on nine eleven this building seven that's not even like yeah wasn't hit by an airplane didn't wasn't hit by falling debris or anything." Just randomly free fall collapsed a few hours after every all the other buildings. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What caused that? Why did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the narrative is uh, the furniture caught on fire and that's what caused the building to free fall. And it's like, what? <laughs> like that's. I mean, that's a that's a suspicious thing. Right? It's yeah. a suspicious thing. And and you sort of wonder, right? Like, what? He's at Fox. He could never talk about things like that. Right. right. You'd never be able to like question the nine eleven narrative. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean although at the same time, like the official Twitter policy is like I mean if you see this, you could be report like that video could have been reported and gotten banned uh on yeah. on Twitter for questioning denying like that's one of the categories, denying a violent event. Mm-hmm. And so they bring up like the Holocaust and nine eleven and Sandy right. Hook. And so people are like, well, that that just means saying it didn't happen. Like nobody says nine eleven didn't happen. Uh, the it's about the conspiracy theory that the government did it or the Mossad or whomever else. Uh, that's what that's what's getting people banned. But he he went there and did it. Um, yeah. And and I think what his his one of his functions might be is to force Musk to continue to revise the censorship policies that are already existent. At Twitter, if that's going to be his main platform that he uses, mm-hmm. um, it, that that'll be a thing that pushes him to, to free it up even more, you know, Lord willing. Oh yeah. Maybe. Um, oh yeah. So that's, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like he, um, he clearly f- like um, f- his producers, at least his writers follow lots of us and our, our friends on the internet. I mean, so many of the ideas and, and, and thoughts that we all engage with online um his producers do as well uh and and so it is it's it's remarkable like he's able to tap into the you know the right wing dissident energy and um mainstream a lot of things like just the idea i mean just the the talk of like um replacement demographic replacement and mm-hmm. how i mean one it's just obvious right i mean literally all you have to do is look at Statistics.
1: Well, it's not like even the, statistics, but like just go to your towns where you grew up. Like yeah, go I can to the, tell you about
0: my town. Go like to suburban
1: areas. We
0: it's have like five restaurants. Areas. We have five restaurants in my town. Yeah. Three of them three of them are Mexican restaurants in Minnesota. Right? Three yeah. of the five restaurants. The four the fourth is owned by one of the other Mexican restaurant owners. It's an American restaurant. But yeah. the order is from Mexico. So like we have and and we have a we have a a packing plant here so we have tons of migrants that come every year like we it's this is part of this is part of you know life um in in modern america this is not the way it always was um so yeah you can look at that but yeah just looking at the stats man like that is um that's it's a verifiable demonstrable fact and so the, you have these people like somebody you know i think our i, I think our critic um it's like you were pushing the great replacement conspiracy theory. it's like what what's what, yeah. what do you mean conspiracy theory? Like you saying it's not happening? Because like I can show you Well, I mean like just I can show you look. people cheering for it on the Stephen Colbert show when they say white people aren't a majority in America and anymore. bragging about it online. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, yeah the I it. think about it. it's great. Oh, yeah. you, you white people are. Your days are numbered. <laughs> well, like,
1: like, it's look like, at like Southern California. That. So like, I live in California. So, like, look at Southern California. Like in 1960, it was 70 percent white. Right now, it's yeah. like 32 percent white. Like, yeah. that by definition is a demographic replacement. Yeah. Like, there's no other way of defining it. Yeah. Like that's it, right and there. And so, like, the
0: conspiracy theory is like, well, that just happened, like organically, uh, right? Accidentally. It's just they, they just they showed up. And no one, no one caused it. And it's like, in my state, we have 80 to a hundred thousand Somalis.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, they didn't swim the, they didn't cross the continent of Africa and then swim the Atlantic to come to Minnesota, right? They were actively settled here by the federal government, right? Mm-hmm. This was intentional and purposeful. Um, and this is, this is, this is what, this is what happens, uh this is what they've done. Like it's it's the idea that this conspiracy I mean, it's so it's so ridiculous um yeah. that to call it like I, I just i have I have so little respect for anybody who who acts like it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. um, you know, like come on, like this is real. Uh, mm-hmm. you should you if you are afraid of talking about it, you are a coward, mm-hmm. and I will bully you. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's the reality. like you're a coward and you you're weak. Yeah. um so, um. I think that's, you know, that's probably all the time we have for today uh, for our different topics. But before we before we go, uh what uh what do you have coming out this week? I know you did a lot of work with Chronicles this week, CJ. What uh well, what's I, uh, cracking for you? I
1: did interview Paul again for Chronicles and I'm really excited because we had like a 20-minute discussion about his favorite and least favorite US presidents. Um, oh. which is is exciting, you know. It's can always I, fun I, you're,
0: to You're going to tease. Can I can I guess?
1: Yeah, guess his guess his favorite Mm, He actually mentioned a couple.
0: Give me the century. Can you give me the century uh, of his favorite?
1: I'm trying to remember what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. He said,
1: well, he picked one from each. He picked one from each century, yeah.
0: I mean, my favorite of the 20th century, I wonder if it's the same. It might not be. I mean, for Paul, maybe it's... 20th century's hard. Very hard. I mean, mine is... Richard Nixon, um, but I don't think that would be Paul's. Uh, Doctor Gottfried's. I can't call him Paul. Uh can't do it. You can uh, call him, when Paul. We have him on. I don't know <laughs> if I can. Um, you posted about Jimmy Carter right after the uh, interview. I wonder if that. No. 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 Not no, say he... Jimmy Carter. No. Um,
1: I was. I was just being like. Um. Well, uh.
0: Calvin Coolidge. Yep, that was it. Ah yes, yes. okay. Think, I'll. Let, I'll. Everyone can watch the episode on Chronicles to find it was, out. It was village. Uh, yes.
1: Um, nailed it. Yo, you Do you, you have a guess for the the nineteenth century? Oh, okay. I Actually, summer. I know who his favorite. His favorite in in all history. was very quick, quick to his mind, and then it, it, then he thought about his backups. But his favorite.
0: Uh, I mean, it's not the joke of. Um, uh, it's not twentieth century. Was it? Was it? Who who died? Was it Millard Fillmore who died in
1: office? <laughs> no, it's not know. that. No, it's
0: no, not William Henry Harrison. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> six months right after a month. Yeah, you got pneumonia. Yeah, you got pneumonia and died. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, this is a fun game. Um, Rutherford B. Hayes. He
1: did mention him as one of his top, which is interesting to me. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: But no, his favorite is actually someone that you'll, you'll never guess because you're actually not. It's you're not thinking about him. But it's George Washington.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I see that. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, of course, you know. That's yeah, good. That's a good answer. I mean, yeah. And and why not? I mean, it was a gr- so his uh, least favorite, absolutely great man. Yeah. You well, know, let's, let's, let's let's let's. I don't want to spoil your episode. Okay. Okay. You okay, know, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People need to watch watch the. I'm looking forward to watching. And them. then I mean, and, and then we went to, to,
1: and then we went into Europe and I, I we talked about who his favorite European statesmen were. So, anyways, it's, it's a, it was a good okay. conversation. He loves Bismarck. He does actually. Yeah, probably I, more I than do. I do. Yeah, probably more yeah. than I do yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, man, man, I've, um, I've, I've, yeah, how you write the to... biography? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm looking forward to meeting him uh, uh, online anyway. Uh, and then but, uh... yeah, and
1: so then my other post this week at, at my Substack, um, I, I actually just gave kind of a personal. I called it like I was trying to think of a way to explain it, but like it's just my warrant, my religious warrant for why I'm a paleo conservative, and I, I really am not in the like. Like the R two K, the Reformed, or the Radical mm-hmm. Two Kingdoms camp of Escondido, I'm really just not there, and I'm also not a transformation. And we don't need to get into this, and we have slight disagreements, but I'm not. A th- I don't think like a theonomist does, yeah. and so I just kind of broke down some categories that explained me. It was kind of a one-time reference post. If anyone's interested.
0: No, I think that I think that's really good too. I mean, I've I've you know come to a lot of the same you know conclusions where I'm not. I'm not fully. This two kingdoms guy, although I appreciate it, you know, I've grown to appreciate it more and more over the last four or five years, uh, especially because of, of Stephen. Uh, especially right, because Stephen Wolf. You know, well, people demonstrating... didn't know.
1: People didn't know there was a difference between the classical and and, and the modern, and how different those were.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I when I thought of Two Kingdoms, I thought of Escondido and mm-hmm. R. Scott Dork, and <laughs> right. I I didn't, you know, I I didn't think that these were. You know, I, I just thought if this is a way to wimp out of any political discussion for Christians, mm-hmm. um, to say well can't talk about that, and it has been, um, and it has yeah, been yeah. absolutely. Um, or I thought about you know the the big proponents of it were like you know the guys at the Calvinist International and and then later Davenant, um, were the big two K guys, and they they you know um, they've done a, a great job. I mean, tons of scholarly academic work that that is is really useful. But then I look at, like, their actual politics, at least the leading figures, and I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that either. Like, these guys are weak. Uh, they're they Yeah, you know, one and, of the and, things
1: uh, – I, I want to say something about this because I agree with Stephen on this. And um, he really thinks that, like, Brad Littlejohn – and I don't want to speak for him. Like, so I'm going to make this my own position. Okay. I really I really look up to Brad Littlejohn and his historical work. But yeah. I actually, I don't have any relationship to his practical application of those things.
0: That's yeah, it's my astounding. Position. I mean, I that's, really that's do appreciate. Too. Yeah,
1: I really do appreciate what he's done historically and theoretically. But I just have like I'm like on the way opposite end of the park for the application. So
0: yeah, same here. I I, yeah. I think I mean I've 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 read his his books. I read his his uh, 2K book, yeah. and I mean I recommend it to people. Uh, so like it's it's really good stuff. Uh, but it's like it, it's kind of like you know, uh, they sit in Moses' seat. Uh, so listen to their teaching. Just don't do what they do. Uh, yeah. Don't say, "Oh yeah, let's lock everything down and everybody get uh, pentuple vaxed." Woo Like don't like don't yeah. look at their application. It's 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 really stupid and weak and wimpy. And we've gone down this road you know a million times at least online. Um,
1: but so don't it. like. But
0: yep. at the same time, like I yeah I, I've I've grown this way because I, I I think Stephen has pr- provided you know a not just a you know plausible system where you can be a paleocon uh you could be this you know right wing reactionary um and and yet there's a there is a uh christian political theological basis for it and it's not like like my my political leanings or feelings are the the cart that's driving the horse i think it's just trying to deal with reality and deal with the situation as it is mm-hmm. and you encounter all of these various kind of silly christian um uh ideas and strategies and systems for politics and they just make no sense at all uh they just they're t- totally defeatist they're totally um they 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 shut down any possibility of, of Christian discussion any, any possibility of mm-hmm. of of actually you know the gospel having an effect um there because I mean, there was you know this we've talked about this and this is a horse that we've beaten dead several times. Um, but, uh, this is, this is kind of like after hours, uh, you know, extra bonus content here, but Mm -hmm. I mean, Doug, Doug Wilson's recent post, you're going to have him on Chronicles too. Um, him and yeah, uh, June and June actually. Yeah. Yeah. His recent post, uh, responding to the, you know, G3 guys, um, is really good. I mean, this is, this is stuff, this is right in Doug's wheelhouse of stuff that he says all the time has had a huge influence on, on me is okay. The gospel goes to Kings and Paul tells us we should pray for kings and emperors and and what are we praying for? Well, we want them to convert, so the king finally converts the emperor converts uh now what do you now do?
1: what right <laughs> yeah
0: you know, now like just just keep pretend, like and, and like these guys are like well, we're not going to have Christian laws, but we're not going to have pagan laws either and so it's like, well then what kind of laws are we gonna have uh that doesn't make a lot of sense right i mean if he goes to if the king goes to his pastor right if 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 Right, going back to Donald Trump, he wins the election, and he says he, he 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 comes to me and says, "Andrew, you know you're a pastor, and I want to I want to rule as a Christian. What should I do?" Right. Well, yeah. That then we then we you know uh, some of these guys are like, "Well, see you later." Uh, like that's that's, that's yeah. their attitude. Big gulps, huh? Well, um, like that's <laughs> that's the attitude of these guys is like, "Well, got nothing here for you, so good luck." Yeah. Um, and 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 and, and so. I think, like, Stephen's um, ability to point out that, and, and just hammer this this nail again and again and again, that Christian political tradition is fundamentally right-wing. Mm. It's fundamentally right-wing because it is within the reality of the created mm-hmm. order that God made. Right? Mm-hmm. There's hierarchy. Um, God is God of, of order, of truth, of goodness and beauty. And mm-hmm. leftism is is a revolt against order and truth and goodness mm-hmm. and beauty. Fundamentally, mm-hmm. that's where it is. So, so, like Christianity is fundamentally a right wing religion, and Christian political theory is fundamentally rightist. It has mm-hmm. to be. Right? There's no other way. Uh, there's no other possibility. And and so, um, that of course was appealing, and it made perfect sense. And it's like, well, maybe I haven't been given this. This two kingdoms, you know, stuff a very fair shake, mm-hmm. uh, because until then the only people that would would say anything, um, it, that would you know Christian, uh, that was right right sounding were Cyprian types and and and, um, Reconstructionist types. Like those right. are the only Christians who were you know even ostensibly right wing. Uh, but the problem there is that you could shift from right wing as a Cyprian post mill guy. Easily into leftism right mm-hmm. just as easily and, and boy many do such it, cases many
1: such cases, cases. yes
0: yeah. um, and so that's it the two k stuff um is is a check against that, even though even though i'm not i'm i again i'm not like going to be i'm totally on board with every every possible idea because i mean we went on joel Webb's show and i i I mostly agreed with everything he said is that jesus is king, he's king over all the kings, which I know you know two k would would admit that um but he's he's king over every every single king right now. Um, he's reigning from the right hand of God right now, uh, over heaven and earth. And so he's he's Joe Biden's king, whether Joe Biden submits to him or not in what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe all you know all that's true, uh, all that's true. But I think the distinction between the the two kingdoms actually is is, is makes sense, right? The classical yeah. Protestant. Um, um, formulation is is, is is not what I thought it was initially, so um, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have everybody check that out at uh, what is it, contra com. No, it's it's I actually oh. use my
1: name for that CJ Engel, okay. but the name of the sub stack is Contra Mordor, that's Mortar. right. Okay, so CJ Substack.
0: We'll have a link for it in the show notes here. Um, yeah, we're gonna get a link tree, right? Is that is that something? Yeah,
1: so we're gonna get a link tree, so actually, um by the time this goes up, if you go to contramundumpodcast.com, dot com, it'll redirect to our link tree, and so we'll have a All bunch right. of stuff over there. Um, hopefully, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, make sure yeah. before this goes live that I've I've done <clears throat> my work. So.
0: <laughs> and anyway. yeah, if I I mean I'm not gonna wait until I get my Greco gum. Uh, I'll just I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, but uh, for me, yeah, I'm going to have uh, you know now that I'm back uh, back home, back uh, healthy. I've been I've been under the weather for for a while here. Oh. I have an article that uh, hopefully by the time you're watching this, listening to this, uh, that'll be posted where we're going to talk about it for Gab News. We're going to talk about Galatians 3.28 and how that in, in current year is right. the most uh, misused Bible verse. It used to be, you know, Matthew seven one, judge not lest you be judged. Yeah. Uh, now it's Galatians three twenty eight. Yeah, right. So there's crazy. no Jew nor Greek, male nor female. It's that crazy is... how easy that is
1: to like yeah. knock over. Like what? C- give us yeah. something hard. Like that's just a paper yeah. freaking like castle.
0: But uh, the thing is, uh, Satan loves to take God's word out of context, and so it's important for uh, God's people to be equipped uh for that battle and that's 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 where the battle lies uh right now so so keep uh your eye open for that article um and um also you know unfortunately we've we've gone way over time here so we definitely do not have time for we're all gonna make it the executive producer so sorry we're all gonna make it uh the poster we're all gonna make it we don't have enough time for you this week he's just not Uh, gonna
1: make it like we keep we keep promising and
0: yeah he's not gonna make it this time uh so uh but uh again if you enjoy the show, please like, uh, subscribe, comment, uh, tell, us, you know, tell us what you think. Tell us if you think we're totally crazy on whatever points, or, or tell us how much you think we're just super geniuses. Um, we've, uh, if you've made it this far, hopefully you had a lot of fun. We really appreciate you all listening, all your support as, as the podcast has grown uh, continues to grow, and, and hopefully, when we get to uh, a big, uh, a big, big following number, uh, maybe a, we get to a milestone. Maybe we'll do a live show where people can join us and have uh, have questions. Then, then we won't. I won't be able to edit out all of CJ's really spicy takes. Um, so, uh, so make sure you subscribe wherever we're at. Um, but until uh, until next time, we will see you next time.